Sports Match Day 17 Picks Edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all of your favourite SGPN podcasts, contests and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store today to download America's number one DGEN app. Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from sunny, the sunshine. Never seen it for six weeks, Newcastle upon time. Um, today is, I couldn't tell you. December, hang on, Whoa, I've got my phone here. Thursday, the 14th of December is the answer. And uh, we are here to have a little squiz about the Champions League that's happened over the last couple of nights but mainly fire out our picks for Premier League Match Day 17, which runs Friday night. We've got a Friday night game uh, through to Sunday afternoon. Joining me, can't tell if it's sunny or not, is Mr Barry Penaluna. Barry, what's happening behind those blinds? Yeah, not really sunny. Um, we were flooded here, Malcolm. The big one's off school. School got flooded. No, the school um, got flooded, not your house. No, no, not, not my house. Um, although most of the town, Bingham, was under about a foot of water on um, Tuesday night. Just torrential rain for about two hours. Drains couldn't cope and the whole place just turned to shit. Uh, but yeah, sports right ball. shit show, isn't it? If anything yeah. happens that's not... no, If there's no weather, we're fine. If there's any kind of... If it's hot, cold, wet, the old thing's fucked. Yeah, absolute shite. Um, so, yeah, the sports hall and various classrooms are closed um, or out of order due to flooding at the school. So, Chloe's breaks up. Last day of school's Friday. She went in Monday, went in Tuesday. She's had Wednesday, Thursday off due to rain. Um, and she's back in tomorrow for one day. And then she's off on Christmas holidays anyway. So, it's been a bit of a bit of a shambles. Um, but other than that, fire some picks up, Baz. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, Thursday afternoon uh, we're going uh, this week, a little bit out of sequence. Um, I was at the match last night. We'll get to that in a little bit. And I'm working uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So the afternoon um, is when we could do it. But we got a couple of uh, a couple of the regulars in the chat. Serial, not seen Serial for a little while. Keep hearing Serial every week, giving Sean plenty on the uh, on the NFL um, review show. Um, where the, after the Cowboys beat the Eagles, so yeah, I enjoyed that serial, that was funny. Riley, Captain Sino's here as well. Um, I thought being Captain Sino, we're going to face off in the uh fantasy league playoffs this week, but he squeezed himself into third place and I stayed in fifth, so it's a it's a third v sixth, fourth v fifth situation. So hopefully, uh, I'll see serial in the final now. That's the that's the place to see, yeah, sorry, Captain Sino, that's the place to see him. Yeah, Serial's not been in the uh, not been in the YouTube much, but he has been showing up in my TikTok lives regularly, Malcolm. So oh, okay. I know he's I know he's still listening. He's still involved. I, I think he's 
said he's been quite busy, so hasn't caught up with us very uh, very much. But good to see him in the YouTube today. Absolutely. We've got a good weekend of Premier League fixtures coming up. I am surprisingly confident, Barry, which is normally a terrible, terrible sign. That's the worst thing I can be. Um, and I've got some uh, I've got some picks, Baz. I've got some big ones. Dogs are barking this weekend. If I get two out of ten, um, I'm still going to end up in profit. That's my... Uh, the, the, the hit rate might be low, but the units are going to be gigantic. I can um, name one of your picks already, then. <laughs> OK, right. We'll, we'll play that game yeah. when we get to it. Um, yeah, definitely. I know the, the Discord chat was... Uh, Talking about us being two partners on this week, and I've said before, listen, if you you are going to get too much Newcastle chat, I apologise, and we're never going to see anything nice about anybody else either. However, um, I, I do think people will want to know how we dealt with the Newcastle game last night and going out with the Champions League. Obviously, two one home defeat to Milan sent us completely out of Europe, finishing in fourth place. I had no problem with it, Baz. No problem with the outcome at all. Um, the players tried their bollocks off. Um, and I think if we'd carried a bit of luck in a couple of games, um, hit the bar twice late on against Dortmund, that horrible penalty in Paris, hit the bar at 1-1 last night. So I think with average luck, it would have been different. But we've we've been quite magnanimous in the start, Bab. So we said if, the, if there's a, a journey to be had, we'd go on it. Um, equally, if we got knocked out, we'd take the positives and enjoy it. I enjoyed the experience. Hopefully, there's better days ahead. It won't be our last time. I enjoyed taking the kids. Uh, Betty came to the Dortmund game. Bob went to the Milan game last night, so that was his first Champions League game. I sat at the PSG game when we were hunting 4-1 with me dad. That's going to be me dad's last season. I mean, you can't whack that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. The singer wasn't there, Barry. Uh, the Champions League anthem singer. <laughs> He was. He wasn't there. I was devastated, and I looked around for him because I like, yeah, nowhere to be seen. So that was disappointing. Um, so yeah, that was that. As far as the picks went on the show, I went all right. Bet four units, one six and a half. I earned. We said the other night we're licensed to print money, and so it was proven. And I turned up a nice draw in the Inter Milan Real Sociedad game. I think you did all right, Baz. But we also had a little look over your um, Champions League group futures which we did at the start of the group stage. And I think you came out all right there. Yeah, so the picks for me, made me two two picks, two winners from four. Um, the two winners were plus money, so it was okay. I had the unders in the Inter game. I had the overs in, no, unders in the Inter game. And I had Porto handicap last night against Shakhtar. Yeah. Um, Dortmund let me down. I took Dortmund, uh, not Dortmund, Bayern. I took Bayern to score two or more. Yeah. Instead of just taking Bayern to win which ironically was a better price as well. So it was a bit of a mistake on my part, that. Um, but anyway, all right on the picks there. Um, but yeah, my futures, I, I went back, sort of cashed one of them that I'd backed anyway, and then went back and looked at the others that I'd put out. I put out four picks for the group stage. Um, you know, So we put these out three months ago. Dortmund, 11-2 to win that Group F. It was a great Ooh, price. They were the they were the underdogs of that group, Malcolm. Plus five fifty. Yeah. Um, they were the underdogs of the four. And I said at the time, any team could win that group. Any team could finish last. All outcomes were on the table. And and I said, all of them teams are capable of taking points each off each other. And that proved to be the case. Dortmund have took points off PSG. Newcastle have took points off PSG. Um, took points obviously Milan in Milan. 
it was a wide open group. It went right to the death. All outcomes were on the table yesterday. But yeah, cash that one at five plus five fifty. Eleven to two. Dortmund to win the group was a great one. Um, another one I had Man City to win all six of their games, eighteen points in their group. That was three to one. And I also put out PSV to qualify from Arsenal's group at seven to four plus one seven five. The only one that didn't come in for me was Napoli, which was a bit of a speculative one. It was Napoli to win the group, so you were needing Real Madrid to drop some. Some stuff somewhere. Real Madrid won all six of their games, so that never got close. But yeah, three from four with some really, really good prices um, was really good for my futures pick. So looking forward to the draw coming out for the next round and then getting some more futures picks put in for the Champions League. Um, but back to the Newcastle game, I gave my perspective on it, Malcolm, very much like you. And I think the vast majority of Newcastle fans um, who are sensible have, have That's the key the word there, because there's a lot of knobheads kicking around. There, there's a, there is loads of knobheads, but most people, anyone I know who's fairly sensible about it, is quite pragmatic in terms of so be it. Do you know what I mean? We could have um, we could have got a one-one last night and tried to hold what we've got and get a third place and get Europa League, um, but we went down. We went for it, didn't we? We tried to go for it. Tried to. Tried to nick it. We knew Paris Saint-Germain weren't winning. You've got to go for a second. And it didn't come off. As you say, what a save from uh, the Milan keeper from that Bruno effort. If that goes 2-0, it's a different story. Uh, but it wasn't a be No complaints. As you say, we could sit and piss and moan about the PSG game. Um, but it's done. Move on. Um, and hopefully, some free midweeks in the new year will see us go from strength to strength and make another push for the... Uh, the Champions League spots again, or if not, you know, top six and another European run next season would be acceptable. So, yeah, I was fine with it. Like you, it's been fun. We've got to play some good teams and I think we've put up a good fight in all of the games. It's not for the want of trying. Um, the PSG games will live long in the memory and, um, as you say, I don't think we disgraced ourselves at all despite finishing bottom of that group. Seabills claiming... Captain America, Captain Ten America for uh, Christian Pulisic. He's claiming the winning goal for United States, the idiot. Uh, yeah, quite funny, Captain, I'll give you that. Uh, Pat's joined us as well. Hey, Pat, how are you? Um, before we crack on with the pigs, bars, I've got um, another piece of uh, news and notes from the high-stakes world of, uh, of recreational netball. Um, as we know, the... The IT department is very quickly, Barry, turning into the Jose Mourinho of Italian Weir Recreational Netball League. So they've got a game last night, right? They've got a new player, Barry. Um, the IT department, then she's angling to get, get a game, the new player. The IT department says she's not very good. Now, it's a combination of being new to netball and also not very good. But all the other girls said they should give her a game. Well, the IT department's not having a chance to gap her. She says she's not very good. So she told her not to come last night to the game. About two hours before the game, Barry, there's a little Facebook group for all the netball teams. And if you haven't got enough players, you can ask if anyone else wants to come along. So the opposition last night said uh -huh. they only had six. Could someone else come? So then the IT department messages the new girl who's not good enough, told her to come, and then put her on the other team. <laughs> so they would win. I mean, that's an absolutely out. That's the sort of thing they'd make a Netflix documentary on, isn't it? You know, you get like the basketball point shaving or Johnny football and all that. Like, you're going to get 
the uh, the IT Jose Mourinho department bringing along her not very good netball friend to stick on the opposition team and sure enough come away with a 23-7 win Baz that's uh, cynical I mean I've got to be honest Malcolm I, hope, I was hoping there was a twist in the tail and that this not very good player ended up scoring the winning points against uh, that would have right. been better at, would... at the end of the Netflix doc we'll, we'll do that instead because that is a bit yeah. better than what actually happened which was she just probably shattered her confidence never to play ever again but came away with the uh, with the two points for a league win. I and mean, you sometimes get those Netflix documentaries which are based around some real life events, but do have some uh, some fictional parts to it. So yeah, we could definitely yeah. change the ending to make it more dramatic for Hollywood. Like a bit of artistic license. So there you go. Um, right. Okay. We're going to fire up some Champions League picks. We have got a little guest coming oh, on as well. We're going to go. Uh, go Premier League, Malcolm. That's where we're at. What did I say? Champions League. Um, yeah, to provide some balance as well for the anti-Newcastle uh, diatribe, uh, we're going to get uh, a Fulham supporter on from the network um, in a little while, um, just to give us the... Um, that'll be on the podcast, not on the live stream, but anyway. Um, first off, Underdog Fantasy, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply go higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Underdog pick them for today. It's got to be your man Easton Stick uh, over half a touchdown for the uh, Chargers tonight. He's just a running back, isn't he? Uh, the Raiders are rubbish. It's a rubbish game, but uh, your man Stick's going to do a bit of everything. So that is my overplay on that. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash. Underdogfantasy.com. If you sign up with a promo code SGPN Underdog, double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. So, the first time in a couple of weeks, we have a Friday night game uh, starting here with 8pm, 3pm Eastern Time. Nottingham Forest take on Tottenham Hotspur. Forest are uh, 7-2, plus 3.50. The draw is 130, um, plus 3.33. And Tottenham are 7-10, minus 142. Um, Nottingham Forest stop the rot. Uh, last week with the point at Wolves, the 1-1 draw at Wolves. They played all right. Um, really hard to analyse for us at the moment. The trends are absolutely all over the place. Um, Tottenham took advantage of Newcastle's problems last week, ended up with a comfortable 4-1 win. But that was their first win in five. Um, so as much as both of these teams, Baz, I find quite unreliable in terms of picking a side to win, there was an angle in that I found... Um, before that Newcastle game last week, Spurs had conceded 2-3-2, two, 2-4 two, two in their five previous games. Um, Forest can be quite funky at home. So, I think the Forest team total is too big, Barry. Uh, to, I see I've got plenty big price uh, selections here. The first one I've got is a 2-1 to one shot. So, Nottingham Forest to score over one and a half goals against Tottenham is a 2-1, to one, Barry. Yeah, so... I think we've had a good record on the Friday night games when we've had Fridays. We tend to get okay. off to a good start. Um, looking back, so hopefully we can crack on again here. Um, as you say, one-one draw with Wolves was was all right. The first points in five games for Forest. Um, now just one win in twelve, six defeats, five draws in the last twelve games, um, and just the one win. And there isn't really any comfort from them at home this season. Just two wins at home all season against Sheffield United and Villa. 
Uh, lots of draws earlier in the season, but they've also lost the last two at the City ground. Brighton and Everton have both gone there and won. Um, and Spurs have stopped the five-game winless streak that they were on um, with a dominant display over Newcastle. They, look, they, they won comfortably against us. I, I'm leaning more towards the Spurs goals because even during that streak for Spurs where they weren't winning games, they were still scoring goals. Nobody's shut Spurs out all season. And that tells me they can get goals against this Forest side who've conceded 28 and 16. And almost half of those 28 have come in the last five games. They're starting to ship goals at the moment, which for me would be a concern. They conceded five against Fulham. They've conceded three against Brighton, Liverpool, West Ham. Um, so teams can get goals against this Forest side. I think Spurs can do that as well. I think Spurs will win the game at 7-10. to 10. That price is just about as short as we would go for a pick on this show. We don't like to get too uh, too far beyond even. So I'm not going to put Spurs up as a pick, but I don't mind them in my and I think Spurs will win this one. I've gone for something a bit different. I've went for first half goals, Malcolm. Over 1.5 first half goals. Both of these teams have seen nine first half goals in the last five games. Spurs... Have had three of the last five go over one and a half in the first half, and Forest have had four of the last five games go over one point five in the first half. So both of them are doing it more than half of their games recently, and you're getting eleven to eight, good plus money price. Um, so yeah, the pick for me is is first half goals over one point five. Yeah, um, so that works out. As I say, I fancy Spurs goals, you fancy Forest, so it works out either way. Um, I do like Spurs to win. But the pick for me is Forest v Spurs over one and a half first half goals at eleven to eight. Okay, I like that, Baz. Thank you. Um, there's a few people lurking in the chat who haven't said hello. So if you are lurking, uh, say hello. No lunchtime game on Saturday. We go straight into the three o'clock, ten a.m. Eastern time. First up is Bournemouth against Luton Town. Bournemouth are one to two minus two hundred. Draw seven to two plus three fifty. Luton Town are out at five to one. Barry. Yeah, so I'm a bit torn on this one, if I'm honest. Because it's hard, it's hard to look away from Bournemouth when they've gone unbeaten in five, scored 12 in those five games. Um, but I have like what, what Luton have been doing in, in difficult games recently. They've had a really tough run of games, but made a good fight of it against good teams. Um, so initially, when I look at it, I'm, I'm looking at Luton at five to one and thinking, it's enticing, I, I, it's tempting. Um, I mean, Bournemouth at one to two, I never thought I'd see the day. You know, if you told me that before this little run, before Bournemouth eventually clicked and, and Iriola seems to be finally working his magic, um, Bournemouth looked doomed a few weeks ago. But ultimately, I think the recent form for Bournemouth means that the bookies aren't giving anything away here. And I, I think that's fair enough, really. So I'm wondering if you, because you've said you've got some big, and I'm wondering if you've gone for it. Now, I haven't. I, I, I toyed with the idea. I thought five to one was a tempter. Um, but ultimately, I have to stick with Bournemouth. Uh, what I've done wrong a few times recently is just not go with the form with teams like Villa at home, um, in particular as well. That, but there's there's a lot of teams who have just got momentum and and just follow it. It seems to be working at the moment. So it's short for Bournemouth. So I'll head to the Asian handicap market. Bournemouth minus one. So it's money back if they win by one, cash if they win by two or more. Bournemouth's last four wins have all been by at least two goals. And whilst Luton are keeping games tight at home, away from home, um, they have lost by two or more four times already this season. 
that the tighter games are always in the home games. So the pick for me is going to be Bournemouth minus one on the Asian handicap at nine to ten. I'm quite surprised at that, Baz. I looked at the Asian handicap straight away because I've been, uh, you've been talking up Luton sort of plus one and a half goals a lot recently in some of those, uh, the Liverpool game, the Arsenal game, uh, Man City, and they've cashed every single time. So it was the first place I looked, but it wasn't quite big enough. It was like sort of nearly minus 200. Um, But the pick I have taken um, on Luton just about every week, which keeps hitting, so I'm not going to change it, is both teams to score. Um, I mean, Bournemouth are in a rare run of form. Um, Five wins out of seven, only one defeat in there. But they still only won two out of eight at home. And I can't take them at one to two, Baz. Like, at no point would you want to be back Bournemouth at one to two against anyone. Unbelievable win last week, by the way. Luton have lost three in a row. Two of those went to Arsenal and Manchester City by one goal. But Luton have only failed to score once in their last eight. And Bournemouth have only kept two clean sheets in eight home games. So it was just both. It was dead easy. Everything was pointing towards both teams to score. Uh, I'll keep taking it. We'll keep winning. Uh, that's at four to five, minus 125. Uh, next up, we carry on at three o'clock, where Chelsea take on Sheffield United. Chelsea are two to nine, minus 450. The draw is 11 to two, plus 550. And Sheffield United are all the way out to 12 to one. Um, Chelsea down to 12th in the table now after two defeats in a row. And the form's an absolute shambles. It's all over the shop. They've got two wins in there recently, both quite weird. They had the 3-2 over Brighton, Brighton coming off a Thursday night game. And then they had that stupid 4-1 win at Tottenham. And they can't defend. They've only gained, same as uh, Bournemouth, they've won two out of eight home games. And I want nothing to do with them at all at 2-9. Absolutely ridiculous. Sheffield United rode their new manager bounce last week to a 1-0 win. Over Brentford, we backed them. We got a nice price. Um, they have lost two of the last three games, five nothing. I'll give you that. Um, but I am. Um, I think we're going to see a new Sheffield United team here. Uh, we're primed for a shock, Baz. So this is my first one. Uh, give me Sheffield United at twelve to one here. Yeah. Twelve to one. Is that what played Sheffield one, How have I missed that? I don't oh, know. Oh, I, I don't. Um, because I, I like Sheffield United to make a game of this as well. Um, and I, I don't I don't know why I haven't picked them as an outright pick at 12 to 1, but I definitely co sign that. Um, I mean, it, what's changed really is Chris Wilder's come in. A few weeks ago, when they were getting beat 5 0 by everyone, I might have found this a bit easier to just get stuck into Chelsea. But they've acquitted themselves well over the two games under Wilder. They stayed in it versus Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool were 1-0 up for a long, long time until the 90th minute they got away. Um, and then they went one versus Brentford. Meanwhile, Chelsea have lost three of the last four and conceded 10 goals in the process. So my question straight away is, are Sheffield United good enough to keep this one tight? And absolutely they can, um, because Chelsea aren't very good. They're not in good form. They're very wasteful in front of goal. Um, but I, I, I went straight to the handicap market. Um, I've got Sheffield United plus one and a half. Um, so they can even lose this with a one goal defeat. And I'd still cash a winner. I mean, Sheffield United do have two wins in the last six. They beat Brentford, they beat Wolves. They had a decent draw against Brighton, which would have cashed this bet. Um, and, and the Brighton game is possibly a good comparison for this. Um, Spurs, Man City, Man United have all beat Sheffield United, but only by a single goal. So good teams are going there and, and 
you know, don't get me wrong, there are some hammerings there. They've been quite frequent, a couple of five nils and eight nil. But they've got plenty of form there for keeping it tight in a lot of games. And I think on a wilder, we'll see a bit more of that. So the new manager bounced to keep rolling, but I haven't been anywhere near as bold as you. I've took Sheffield United plus one and a half on the handicap market at 11 to 10. But I will also be having a little sprinkle on Sheffield United at 12 to 1, Malcolm. Nice. Okay. Uh, plus one and a half, 11 to 10. Writing all of that down, guys. Next up, we carry on at three o'clock Manchester City against Crystal Palace. We've got an even bigger dog here. Man City are four to 25, minus 625. The draw is seven to one. Crystal Palace are all the way out at 14 to one. Barry, how do you handicap a minus 625 shot? I have handicapped this very, very well, Malcolm. I've got a bet that oh, I'm very yeah. happy with. Please very, happy. very happy indeed. Um, if I told you I've got happy. something that has happened six of the last seven games when Man City have been at home and you were giving me 11 to 10 for it, you'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Something six well, or I've seven the same games. thing by the sounds of it, so yeah. 11 to 10. So uh, I've kept this one really simple. I know I want to be on the Man City side of things here. Not because they're in any great form, but because Palace are struggling. And there was just one market that jumped out straight away. Man City don't get beat at home. They score lots of goals at the Etihad. And lots of those goals are coming in the first half. The problem That's during okay. this streak was they weren't getting away from teams, but they were scoring goals early in games, but leaving teams in it and letting teams get back into it. First half goals versus Spurs, three goals. Versus Leipzig, two. Liverpool, just the one. Then Young Boys 2, Bournemouth 3, Brighton 2, Forest 2. So six of the last seven home games for Man City have seen two or more goals in the first half. And you give me plus money, 11 to 10, um, for something that's happened that often in recent games. Uh, I kept it really simple. I'm going to take the over, over 1.5 first half goals between Man City and Palace at 11 to 10. Um, I thought you'd take the same pick as me, the way you started, but you haven't. Serials... Uh, um, shouting out the Manchester City clean sheet. Um, so yeah, that 2 1 win at Luton was Manchester City's first win in five. Um, and as usual, a minus 600 shot is pretty tricky to handicap. Palace in poor form, but they played well against Liverpool. They, they knuckled down quite hard. They were actually completely and utterly sawn off by a red card in that game uh, when they were 1 0 up. They've only failed to score once in the last five. Manchester City have got no clean sheet in six. And both teams to score is plus money. It's odds against. Um, so that's going to be my pick, dead simple. Both teams to score, 21 to 20, plus 105. Uh, Saturday, 3 o'clock again. Newcastle United take on Fulham. Newcastle are 4 to 5, minus 125. The draw is 14 to 5, plus 280. Fulham are 3 to 1. So Newcastle out of the Champions League and indeed out of European competition altogether. Um, but again, we... I think the, the first thing to point out about Newcastle is that the home form and the away form are completely different. You're handicapping two different teams at the moment. And Newcastle really need to address their away form. Um, but the first half, they dominated Milan last week, uh, last night. That's the only word for it. They dominated them. And then they got a bit tired and M Milan came out a little bit in the second half. Um, and in the previous home games, Newcastle had beaten Arsenal, Manchester United and Chelsea. That's a different level of opposition uh, to Fulham. Uh, Trippier, Kieran Trippier suspended for this one um, but Newcastle are getting a little bit healthier uh, we saw Dan Byrne, Sean Longstaff come on last night, Callum Wilson was kicking around um, 
Fulham, though, a bit of a flag in the ointment. If there was any team you probably wouldn't want to choose to play, or handicap maybe, at least, is Fulham because they've had back-to-back 5-0 wins. I've no idea where they've come from at all. And in the two games before that, they scored three times in each of those. That's 16 goals in four games. Um, however, a month ago, what price would Newcastle have been here as? Newcastle have been Fulham. Even that three weeks ago, Newcastle would have been one to two minus 200. Um, like I say, they've just knocked over Arsenal, Man United and Chelsea. And you're giving me four to five that they can knock over Fulham. Um, you have to take Newcastle, Baz. Uh, Newcastle, four to five minus one, two, five. Yeah, so I mean, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. It, obviously, the concerns with Newcastle is it's three defeats in a row and how will that affect them? I don't think, certainly the mood around the club, I don't think will be that bad around it. The fans mostly have taken those defeats well, um, took it on the chin and feel like we will bounce back. As you say, we're getting a bit healthier now. Um, and two of those defeats were away from home, as you say. Um, and I think last night far better performance than the Everton game and the Spurs game. Definitely more more positivity around it than, than the previous two. And as you say, the, the problem comes with Fulham in the last two weeks having gone absolutely wild. Um, and counter that with the fact Newcastle have conceded nine goals in three games now. Um, this Eddie Howe team's been built on a solid defence and it's dropped away lately. And Dubravka hasn't filled me with much confidence at all, Mark, and I'll be honest. Um, I thought we'd be all right with Dubravka. Um, but I can barely think of a save he's made in the last three games. Um, it's just, I don't know, just average. Like, um, I think we're, Pope, Pope being missing is going to be more of a problem than I thought it was. Um, that's not saying, he, you know, it would have made as much difference to, to say we'd have won those games. But um, anyway, Trippier's out, as you say, not a massive concern. Livermento will slot back into his natural position on the right side. Um, Livermento's look good, and I think um, we'll fill in. Um, one concern: Gordon could be injured. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Gordon gets a rest this week, whether he's got the injury or not. Uh, he's been running at the ground in recent weeks, and I think we could see possibly Isak on the left and Wilson up front. Um, as you say, things are brightening up a bit, but Fulham as you, the, the Fulham thing has, has got me wondering: um, can can the but I'm not I'm not taking Newcastle at four to five. And, and like you say, if this was two weeks ago, it would have been so easy to just ride Newcastle. The home form in the league is good enough. Still only lost to Liverpool in the league. Um, so four to five, as you say, is a great price. I don't mind it at all. But I think Fulham can get on the score sheet um, because Newcastle have been leaking goals. And if Fulham get on the score sheet and Newcastle win then my bet will hit. Because I've got both teams to score and over 2.5 at even money. I like goals. I think both teams to score is a good start and point four to six, but then tag on the over two and a half. I do think Newcastle will win it. I'm not taking them at, at, at four to five. Just There's too many doubts in my mind. Fulham's recent four games, Newcastle's last three. Um, so yeah, pick for me, Newcastle, Fulham, both to score and overs is evens plus 100. Okay, thank you. So, far be it uh, from me and Barry to be accused of uh, partisanship, bias and one-eyed handicapping, as we regularly are, uh, and you're probably kind of right. Um, But we thought we'd get a bit of balance on this week's show as well. Now, if you are a frequent user of the network website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, 
Or if you use the Twitter, follow the Twitter feed, you'll often see we have some football articles get written, lots of content on there. Tweeted out. And one of the uh, main contributors um, is going to join me now. And he's a Fulham fan. So we thought we'd get the opposite side uh, of me and Barry's take. Uh, first of all, we'll say hello and introduce Mr. Brett Pund. Hey, Brett, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Happy to jump on. So, uh, yeah, my uh, my full intake may not be super biased today, but uh, but yeah, happy to happy to jump on. First thing I need to know, Brett, right? I've followed football in this country for 45 years. I reckon I've spoke to fans of every single team in the country, non-league teams, Scottish. I don't think I've ever met a Fulham fan in this country, <laughs> let alone where you're from. There aren't any. There are no Fulham fans. What? What yeah. game? Like how and why? It'd be first two questions. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I mean, this goes back. I've been following um, the Premier League in general now. I mean, it's probably close to twenty years. Um, and when it first started, my dad, uh, we actually started watching uh, the Invincible season with Arsenal. So like that's where he went. Okay. Uh, so it kind of drew us in, um, and uh, I just. Wanted to go another path. I, I stumbled across an article that was basically, you know, if you're in the States, here's some teams to pick that aren't necessarily the top, you know, the big clubs at the yeah. top. Okay. And um, and at the time, Fulham had Brian McBride. Fulham had Carlos Bocanegra. So they had the American tie-in. Um, so just started following. And at that time, I believe it was the summer after Fulham had just won the Intertoto Cup. Um, and so it was, they sort of had some momentum under Chris Coleman. And then from there, it just sort of stuck. More Americans came to the club. Um, you know, you had the Dempsey, you had all the others that have come. So, um, I've just sort of stuck through it. Now, obviously I wasn't ready with the, uh, the relegation phase and the up and down that's come along with it, but, um, that's also made it a little more fun and unique in my opinion. So, um, I've seen it all at this point. Um, I've watched way too many championship matches over here, probably more than just <laughs> all Americans. So um, I- I've been through it for sure. Funny enough, as soon as I started asking you that question, Brian McBride just jumped into my mind. Yep. Um, I'm a big fan. I don't know if you follow USA Soccer Guy on Twitter, uh, which <laughs> is a bit of a, uh, a parody account. But he yep. just regularly referred to Brian. Uh, sorry, he regularly refers to Lionel Messi as the Argentinian Brian McBride. Um, and there, there's quite more, there's more American links. You've got the owner as well. Then you have yeah. that lovely Michael Jackson statue. So yeah, actually, as yeah, yeah. we explain it, it does make a little bit more sense. And they say the, the, the Jeopardy thing with the championship, you don't get that in American sports. You can be as no. bad as you like, and you don't get anywhere. What you get is rewarded for being shite. Uh, <laughs> where yeah, it's, you, get to, uh, you get to watch your team away at Rotherham on a Friday night uh, if you head yeah. out to the championship. I will say, like, the early days of going down, that took some time adjusting because <laughs> Fulham was not very good and actually almost went down again um, that very first season. But, yeah, then I was like, you know, it took a couple years and the ownership change and then, you know, Slavisa came in and we actually won. And I was like, well, this is actually kind of fun. Like, we're never going to we're never going to compete, you know, at that level in the Premier League, but, you know, to win a trophy. But. Uh, yeah, happy to uh, at least for one year avoiding the up and down for once. So, but yeah, so Megan Baz just said, I'd be happy to handicap Newcastle probably against any other team in the league at the moment 
apart from Fulham, because I just I'm sitting here scratching my head. I, for some reason, they've turned into Brazil seventy over the last four weeks. They've scored three goals twice. Uh, once in defeat at Anfield, and then have won five nil in back to back games. So, generally, tell us what's going on there, and then um, throw us out your, uh, your your pick for this Newcastle Fulham game, Brett. Yeah, I mean, so I guess uh, Raul Jimenez is now Pele, and your and your uh, comparison <laughs> you there. Got it. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I I think the big thing, and you can kind of track. Marco Silva going back to Everton and Watford, he's always really put a ton of value in the preseason, and you've always seen his teams perform very well in the first couple months of a season, like come out of the gates very strong. You've seen that at Fulham last year in the Premier League. You saw it when Fulham won the championship with him. Like we just came out of the gates just running. And this summer, I mean, it couldn't have been the worst nightmare preparation wise for him I mean you had all of the Mitrovic stuff going on that drug on for the whole summer then at the very end after you kind of thought that was over with and you were settled then the Paulinia stuff happens at the very end it just it wasn't the regular preseason for him and so I think you've kind of seen now the couple months of being able to train with Raul and the other guys that have come in it's started to gel a little bit now I think we're over <laughs> at this point over the last four or five games, it's a little more extreme. Um, I don't obviously expect that to continue to go, but I just think you're finally starting to see guys finally get enough time together and gel together. And you are starting to create more chances and take those chances. Uh, now I, <laughs> I'm not expecting those big chances to continue to happen in this game in particular. Um, one uh, thing that sort of jumps out, and we sort of talked about this beforehand, is the price. Um, last year, so this same game was played in January of last season. Fulham went to Newcastle. Fulham had Mitrovic. Do you remember what the price was for that game? No, I remember what happened with that penalty. The, 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 but it must have been 8-1 to one maybe? So in that game, Newcastle was minus 205. Okay. And so, so now, around about five, so, six to one on Fulham. Yep. And so now you fast forward with everything that's happened and Mitrovic isn't there and Newcastle has sputtered a little bit with all the games and the injuries, but now we're talking about that big of a shift. <laughs> it just feels pretty dramatic here. Um, and if you really look into Newcastle's results lately, the really bad ones have come on the road. Like they're still not getting beaten poorly in the league, at least at home. Um, and so, you know, I, I do believe Fulham has improved and I think they're going to continue to prove, but this is just the price has swung too much here. I mean, you just, you have to take Newcastle at home. Um, I was curious after the champions league result the other uh, last night, if, that would shift a little more. But honestly, I think at this point, people are going to start buying Newcastle once they start seeing the prices. So um, I would only go Newcastle here. I'd love to come on here and be biased um, and take Fulham, but I just, I can't see it. And another thing with Fulham, and I believe Newcastle, if I remember correctly also, but Fulham plays on the road Tuesday or Wednesday in the League Cup at Everton. Yeah, that's right. In the quarterfinal. And if I'm being honest, uh, Marco Silva has really put 
Uh, he values those cup runs. And so I just have a feeling if there's going to be a little look ahead to Everton on Tuesday, because I mean, Fulham hasn't made the quarters, um, hasn't gone to the semis for sure in the league cup. And as long as I can remember. So um, came up really close last year in the FA cup um, with, you know, one of the memorable Mitrovic meltdowns. Um, so uh, I just wonder if there's going to be a little look ahead to that game on Tuesday, whether there's a little bit of rotation or saving some guys. So, um, that's another scheduling spot there. So, yeah, I could only play play Everton here um, in this spot, just at the prices. Um, Newcastle. Oh, to, sorry. Yeah, could only play Newcastle. Yeah. Right. So look I'm at already looking ahead. Yeah, I'm already yeah. looking ahead. Yeah. Newcastle and Fulham both play on Tuesday night away from home. Very similar prices, actually. Fulham at Everton and Newcastle at Chelsea, uh, both around about plus 330 Newcastle. Are. So you're taking. You see, that's got all the hallmarks of you trying to reverse mush Newcastle there, Brett. You think <laughs> uh, you think I was born yesterday. I'm not buying it. You shouldn't yeah. be selling it. Um, you had a little look around the rest of the card. Is there anything that jumped out for you? Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, we touched on my history with Fulham, but I actually jumped on uh, with uh, SGPN this year covering the soccer beat. So you should see. Uh, my article for this weekend's matches in the Premier League should be up already, or if it's not, it's going up pretty soon. Um, two other plays that stuck out to me in that article. Uh, I'll start off really early. Um, tomorrow, uh, Spurs going to Forest. Uh, my big question here is I know Forest has struggled, but we we also know the differences between Forest at home and Forest on the road. Um, I just I question whether Spurs still without Madison uh, should really be this big of a favorite on the road here. Um, you know, without Madison, Spurs have played two road games. They went to Wolves and then they went to City. Um, in those games, they've been just crushed on expected goals. It's been minus three point six. Um, yes, they did get the result at City, and you're probably always going to lose those those metrics against City, but Wolves are a very similar type of team to Forest here, and, and you know, Spurs lost that match. So I just don't believe uh, don't believe they should warrant these prices at the moment. Um, you know, there are a little – I don't love the, uh, the rumors and some of the chatter coming out behind the scenes about Cooper – um, he's obviously playing for his job here. So, um, but Forrest at home, um, I really like them on, on the Asian handicap. Um, I think you can get that around, you know, the plus 0.75. Um, you can get that around minus 105. I'm really hoping to keep waiting. I'd love to get the full plus one um, because the other angles with Forrest here um, at home, uh, they have not lost by multiple goals this season. And if you go all the way back to last season, they only lost two times at home by multiple goals. So um, I just think Forrest can do enough if they're they're willing to, to be up in front of the home crowd and play for Cooper. And the fans love Cooper. So um, I just think that, that this is too much for Spurs here. So I, so I like uh, Forrest to get something here. Yeah, well, uh, Forrest were the big factor in my handicap of this. My angle, if, first of all, you've got to decide that you want a little bit of Forrest and then yep. you've got to find what your bet is. And so Forrest team total was my pick. Over one and a half goals, is it two to one? Uh, just on Tottenham conceded before that Newcastle game, two, three, two, two, four in the last five games. So five out of the last six. 
Um, two to one seems like a smashing price because Forests are competitive at home. So I completely agree with you there, Brett. And you got one more for us, I think. Yep, one more. Um, I'm going to Sunday. Uh, Arsenal hosting Brighton. Arsenal are another team that have seemed to sort of hit form here. It's probably due to, you know, Jesus and those guys, really the attackers starting to get fit. Um, but again, this one just jumps out to me that sort of swung a little too far here. Um, Brighton uh, has gone on the road this year. They went to City and to Chelsea, and they didn't lose by multiple goals in either of those. Um, they have also gone in the Europa League to Marseille and Ajax and got draws at both of those. Um, so they've shown, you know, the Seagulls can go on the road here and, and pick up something or at least not get beaten by multiple goals. So um, I just feel like the price is good for Brighton. They're a very good underdog team we've seen in the past. And um, so I really like getting Brighton at the plus one at a plus price. Um, I believe in my article is plus 111. So anything around there is, is a good play for me. Um, if you want to lay a price of a little more, you probably could get the 1.25. Um, to get a little bit of handicap if it, they do lose by one. But, yeah, I just don't believe Arsenal has uh, is this much of a gap between them and, and Brighton here. And I do know, um, obviously, uh, Arsenal rotated in midweek, but all of those players still traveled to the Netherlands when they went to PSV. So, um, And a lot of those guys had to come on in the second half. So they played, they were there, they prepared. Uh, Brighton does have the big game uh, Thursday, so tonight against Marseille. Uh, but it's at home. So I just I, – I, I don't feel like that's as big of an advantage for Arsenal as, as it may be made out to be. So I like Brighton there to to get something at, at Arsenal or at least avoid a heavy defeat. Yeah, again, completely agree with you. I said that I, I wouldn't be put off Brighton outright at 5-1 to one at all. Uh, both teams to score with over two and a half goals um, was my price. Uh, was my bet 21 to 20 plus 105. But, yeah uh, – Little bit of a team right there, Brett. So yeah, that uh, <laughs> that translates well. Thank you very much. Um, just uh, quickly, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you and your stuff uh, on the socials, etc.? Yeah. So, um, like I said, the article on SGPN should be going up here shortly. Um, so, um, I'm normally covering the the uh, Premier League weekly on there. Um, you see my social handle there on Twitter. Um, so at BeachinoP. So um, yeah, that's mostly we can cover me. Um, I also cover some other sports as well. But um, so yeah, give me a follow and and uh, be along for the uh, the Fulham pain train. I promise I don't tweet too too much about Fulham. But uh, yeah, I can't avoid you know when Raul scores, it needs to get all coverage at this point. So. Well, Raul, Raul was my anytime goal scorer pick last week at plus 240, I think. So um, he's in my good books at the moment. Um, <laughs> I will give a little wave to the minibus full of Fulham fans that are in the top tier uh, at Newcastle for you on Saturday. But, uh, thanks, mate. That was loads of fun. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure the listeners appreciate hearing a different voice and a different accent to me and Barry. Um, yeah, so we'll do this again, mate, is what we'll do. Uh, next time, Fulham, do anything of interest, you can expect the call. Um, Good luck with your bets, Brett. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, best of luck. Thanks for having me on. I'll jump on anytime. Uh, moving on, we have the tea time game on Saturday. It is the Sean Deitch Derby, 5.30 kickoff, 12.30 Eastern time. Burnley take on Everton. 
Uh, Burnley are 13 to 5 plus 260. The draws 12 to 5 plus 240. Everton 11 to 10 plus 110. Barry, this was a tricky one. Um, I've got it easy. I'm, I'm okay with this one, Margaret. Okay. Um, you. <laughs> well, well, I mean, Burnley have picked up four points in the last three games. Got a win, a draw, and a loss. It's not, not enough for me to want to start back in Burnley. I still haven't seen anything that makes me have any confidence in Burnley going into any game at this time even at home against a fellow relegation candidate. Um, I mean, let's let's remember Everton, without the points deduction, would, wouldn't really be in the relegation mix at all at the moment. Their the current form has got them, would have had them well away from it. Momentum, it, again, it's the key. I'm going back to just sticking with the form lines, like three wins in a row for Everton, but more importantly, three clean sheets in a row. And we know Burnley struggle for goals anyway. So now that Everton have found a bit of defensive solidity, um, I think I think that bodes well coming to Burnley, where, where there's not a lot of goals get scored anyway. Burnley, I think, are the second lowest scoring team in the league. Um, and as I say, there's a lot to be said in recent weeks for just following the form, and that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to keep it really simple. I think Everton are a great price at eleven to ten, so I will take Everton to beat Burnley at eleven to ten. Um, you knocked a bit of a hole in my handicap here, Baskis. I've taken goals. My pick's going to be the. Uh... Over two and a half goals here, but you've just said Burnley don't score many. There's not many being involved. They did win the last whole game five nothing um, against that Sheffield United team before they sat the manager. They got a decent one one at Brighton last week, um, so four points um, out in the last three games, but no real patterns. And I don't want to back them. You're right. Everton have been really good. They've won four out of seven away from home. Um, they're playing uh, to a system that suits McNeil's playing his skin uh, out of his skin at the moment, but at the, the the two prices here, Baz, is the price you took, did Everton outright, yeah? Yeah. At 11 to 10. And the, all the over two and a half goals, Baz, which is plus 105, 21 to 20. So the two, I just preferred the goals option. Is it just as it, I've got more, it gives us more options, gives us a Burnley 2-1. Um, like I say, it could easily be an Everton 3-0. But I just thought for, for that five points, for the difference between 11 to 10 and 21 to 20, I take the safety net of uh, Burnley maybe turning up with a two-one uh, or something like that. So the over two and a half goals, which I thought was with the form, and you say it's against the form, but I think the overs. And if you see a game like this where you see the overs are plus money, um, I kind of always lean towards taking that one too. So yeah, I'll take the overs. Um, right, let's have a look. Do I need to read some advertising out, boss? Um, yes, I do. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Research every NFL, NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer too, to get hit rates broken down by leg. Expected probabilities. Um, you can sort players by hit rate. Learn which players are hot, which picks have value. All the good stuff. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent Data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGBN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Okay. Where are we going now? Sunday. Yeah, so a load of Sunday stuff again because there is Europa League tonight. Um, Brighton, Liverpool. I'm guessing Villa have got a game as well. Um, so 2 o'clock on Sunday. This is a good-looking game. Arsenal take on Brighton. Arsenal are 
11 to 25, minus 227. The draw's at four to one, and Brighton are at five to one. Um, this is me, isn't it? So, yeah, Arsenal have struggled. Um, so they're sort of scraping wins together. Well, I suppose it depends on your point of view. Is the fact that they're winning without playing well a positive, or is it the fact that they're not playing well a bit of a negative? Um, they've been scraping wins against sort of the average sides. But the, the last twice they've come against decent opposition, Villa and Newcastle, they actually lost them both. And then you can throw in a 2-2 draw with Chelsea in that. They have won six of their eight home games. Brighton's form is still absolutely all over the shop. They've got four 1-1 draws in their last seven. And they're still on the 100% BTTS train. I wouldn't, I'm not put off here by Brighton at 5-1. to one. I think they're very, very live. Um, that's not going to be my pick, though. This does seem like a gift, Barry. Um, you just picked it in the Newcastle game. Both teams to score over two and a half goals. 21 to 20 plus 105. Um, I can't see a world where that doesn't happen, Pat. Um, It's very rare. It doesn't happen in a Brighton game, as you say. Yeah, plus money. Um, what man? I'm, I'm, I've gone different, but you'll definitely get your over two and a half if I land. Because I've, I've, I'm in favour of Arsenal here. Arsenal were able to rest okay. a lot of players. Um, in the Champions League this week. Um, so they'll come into this fresh, whereas Brighton have got a tough game tonight um, against Marseille with top spot in the group still up for grabs. Um, so I think that that factored into it for me. I mean, I'm not sort of hot on Brighton at the moment anyway, um, but the Thursday night game and, and Arsenal haven't come in off a European week where they could rest all the, the main players, I think will really play into Arsenal's hands. Um, so I favour Arsenal. They're still unbeaten at home. This season, uh, they've won the last six in a row and they're doing fine in front of goal. I think it's 11 home games in all competitions this season. They've scored three or more on five occasions. So almost every other game, they're scoring three or more at home. And we know Brighton can't keep a clean sheet. So the first Arsenal goal is a gimme. It's then, can they get go and get more from there? And I think they can. I, I like Arsenal. And I like Arsenal to score three or more. I think Arsenal will, will win this. And I think I can see a comfortable Arsenal win this weekend. We saw Brighton concede three goals away to Chelsea just two weeks ago, and that was coming off a tough UEFA game on a Thursday night. Same story, same script, same result. Arsenal score three or more against Brighton at 6-4. You know, thank you. Uh, two o'clock on Sunday continues with Brentford against Aston Villa. Brentford 11-5 plus 2.20. The draw 11-4 plus 2.75. Villa 11-10 plus 1.10 bat. Again, Malcolm, keep it simple, follow the form. I know Villa's away form doesn't follow the home form, but it's another team with momentum now. No defeat in seven, just one loss in 14 games in all competitions now for Villa. And if there's one thing Brentford doesn't have, it's momentum. They've got four wins and four losses in the last eight. It's all or nothing, there's no in-between. Um, but the four defeats in the last eight games have actually come in the last five. So they're on. They're in bad form, they're on a bit of a slide. Four defeats in five. And Buemo, I think, is still out injured. Um, I'll take the form side who've got the momentum behind them against the out of form side at plus money. Villa to beat Brentford at 11 to 10 for me, Martin. Not having it, Baz. Uh, I mean, Brentford are the most mid table team there's going to be. They're sitting at 11th. Um, 1 3 drawn, 3 lost to at home. They're just incredibly bland. Um, but Villa's away form, you know, they. It's not great. They, they, they carried quite a lot of luck last week when they beat Arsenal 1-0, which is fair enough. Got no problem with that. You need to carry carry a little bit of luck. Um, 
But in the last three away games, they drew 2-2 two -two at Bournemouth. They got that 2-1 win at Spurs, which I thought they could have been well beaten by half-time in that game. Uh, and they lost 2-0 at Nottingham Forest. So their away forms are open much. I don't want them at 11 to 10. And also, I know the Americans love this. It's a huge letdown spot for them after that Arsenal win, isn't it, last week? Um, Sean and Ryan would definitely have this down as Aston Villa left uh, left down spot. Brentford are always competitive at home, Barry. Um, they were unlucky to lose 1-0 at home to Arsenal on a Saturday night a few weeks ago. So I'm going to take the draw here, Baz. Uh, the draw is 11-4 to um, plus 275. And also, at 7-1, Barry, it's a 1-1 one, one draw of the week. So there you go. Out at 7-1 for the 1-1 one, one draw of the week, Barry, uh, for me. Uh, this is this was the portion of the card where my pick started to go a bit daft. Um, next up is uh, the third 2 o'clock game on Sunday. West Ham United take on Wolverhampton Wanderers. West Ham are 15-13. One five and five to two plus two fifty. Wolves are twenty three to ten plus two thirty. So West Ham got humped last week, um, five nil defeat at Fulham, and that was coming. I think um, West Ham fans do keep popping up on our timeline. They're saying they're not playing very well. I went to the races yesterday, Baz. I went to Hexham races, um, and the lad from the racing post who sorted me out the ticket. Uh, I spoke him. He's from Cramlin, broad Geordie accent, West Ham fan. So I never got to the bottom of that. Um, but he was exactly the same. There's just a bit. Bear in mind, I don't know where else West Ham can go. They're sitting ninth. Like, apart from overtaking Brighton, I think that's the ceiling. Like, um, for maybe, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But the West Ham fans aren't really having it. Um, and like I say, that defeat did. Uh, it did seem to be coming last week. Their form's really, really streaky, Baz. West Ham win in clutches and lose in clutches. That's um, home, they've only won three of seven. Proper mid um, Wolves, a bit like Brentford, these are your two mid-table teams. You win one, draw one, lose one on a cycle. Um, they've lost five of eight away from home, Wolves, although they didn't carry much luck. Both teams have scored in 11 of Wolves' last 12 games, Baz. Now, that is a price of 3-4, minus 133. I'm not going to put it out as my play, but you mentioned a possible parlay piece earlier on. I think that's a lot with a week, by the way. Uh, so, if you want to put that in your acker, both teams to score in West Ham Wolves. Um, it's absolutely outstanding price. However, Baz, I'm going to go with the draw again. It absolutely screams draw. They're two very, very evenly matched teams. Uh, so the draw is at five to two. Um, and remarkably, Baz, for the first time ever, it's a double bubble. One one of the week. We've got two. It's unbelievable. Back to back, one one of the week. One of those two games finishes one one, Baz. Um, seven to one in Brentford Villa. Six to one in West Ham Wolves. Uh, so yeah, that's your uh, that's your pick there. So what's the double, Malcolm? That's the question. The double one-one has to be a player now. It has to be. Yeah, I'll price yeah, it up. Don't worry. Yeah. Got to price that up. Um, yeah, I mean you pulled a lot of the same stats as me. You mentioned Wolves form regular win one, lose one, draw one. Ironically, both of these teams at the moment are on a three-game streak of win one, law win, win, lose, draw. 
so they're both all over the place in terms of results. So my immediate thought was just stay away from the outright market. Um, anything could happen there. But similarly, you you look for trends and you click on on sort of goals. Basically, West Ham games have gone over two point five in five of the last six. And whilst the last two Wolves games have gone under two point five, before that they were on a six-game streak to the overs. Um, and as you mentioned, the both teams to score. You said Wolves eleven of the last twelve. I've got down as twelve of thirteen. Um, same stat, pretty much. But both teams yeah, to score. Both teams is hitting thirteen of sixteen games um, across the full season. Um, so it's hitting regularly for both of them. So I agree with you. Both teams to score is a uh, is a great starting point for any any parlays here. Um, but I've took the over two and a half goals plus money for over two and a half goals. Doesn't help you with your one one of the week. Um, but I think it's a good price at eleven to ten. So West Ham v Wolves over two and a half for me at eleven to ten. Okay, uh, final game on the card yet. Uh, is always one of the biggest and most eagerly anticipated fixtures of the season. Liverpool against Manchester United, four thirty on Sunday, eleven thirty Eastern time. Liverpool are three to ten minus three thirty three. The draw is five to one. Manchester United are eight to one, Barry. Yeah, there's been some line movement here. Tasty game, this. But last night I was looking at these games. Man United were nine to one. You've looked and you've got them priced up at eight to one. When I looked about an hour ago, they were actually fifteen to two, so they've shortened up again. Yeah, so why, right. yeah, they have, they why Man United have come in from nine to one to fifteen to two? I don't know, but the movement is all in Man United's favour for some reason. Um, so yeah, I wish I'd got on Man United last night at nine to one, Malcolm. Um, <laughs> Man United could be about Maguire and Shaw both picked up injuries the other day. Maybe there's been some good news on the injury front that that might have affected the prices. I don't know. Um, I mean, that obviously weakens an already leaky defence. Bruno is suspended. Rashford's apparently ill. How convenient. Rashford's been ill ever since he stunk the place out at St. James's Park. He's not been feeling very well. Um, I mean, honestly, Rashford missing doesn't make a difference. Bruno probably does make a difference, but it depends which, which version of Bruno. He's the best player. I think it yeah. makes a big difference. I mean, Liverpool have won 11 of 11 at Anfield this season. And the 4-3 versus Fulham was the first game this season where they've not won by two or more at home. Um, recent goals totals for Liverpool at home, 4-4, four, 3-3, four, three, three, 5. Now, a couple of those were against Europa opponents. Um, but they are in good goal-scoring form, particularly at home, which bodes well for them here. And the last two at Anfield have been won by Liverpool, 7-0 and 4-0. Uh, though Man United did beat them at Old Trafford. 2-1 last year. When, As I say, when I opened this last night, 9-1 Man United immediately stood out for me. Um, as much as it'll slate Man United every do week. It, do it. Um, do it. Pull the trigger, it, Baz. Pull it's the not trigger. beyond the realms of possibility. If this game is played 10 times, Man United will win one or two of them. Um, I've no doubt about that. And let's not forget, Liverpool scraped past Fulham last week, scraped past Palace. Uh, even Sheffield United, you know, the they didn't get away from them at all. So whilst I think Liverpool should win this, and and they'd, they'd love to go and put the final nail in Ten Hogs' coffin, at these odds, it's really, really hard to find a way into Liverpool. Because if you want a handicap, you need them to win by three or more. If you want the goals, Liverpool to score three or more is still odds on. Um, I couldn't find anything on the Liverpool side of this game that offered any kind of value to me. 
And that means the value has to be on the other side of it. This Liverpool side are capable of conceding goals. Um, Palace got on the score sheet last week. Fulham scored three at Anfield just two weeks ago. I think this game will have goals at both ends. But I think Man U to score two or more goals against Liverpool at 5-2, to two, plus 250, is a good price. I think it's good value. Um, but I'll also be having a little sprinkle on Man United at 8-1, as they are now. I like the 9-1 last night. I should have took it. It's just too big for me, particularly what we've seen from Liverpool in the last three weeks, where they have made hard work of it against lesser teams than Man United. I know Man United are average at the minute, but they are better than Sheffield United. They're better than Palace. They're better than Fulham, arguably. Um, <laughs> but uh, Liverpool have made it hard work in those games. 9-1, to as it was last night, 8-1 to now, is too big for Man United. Um, so I think as much as we're always down on Man United and we love to get stuck into them, when the price goes too far, you've just got to go with the value. Like So the t- two picks for me in this one, Malcolm, Man United to score two or more against Liverpool at 5-2 to um, and also Man United to win at 8-1 to offers a little bit of value for me. I'll, I'll be taking that as well. Well, you pretty much echoed all of my notes, Baz, even some of the descriptive words that you used in there. The fact that they scraped past Palace, Sheffield United, Fulham was the exact word I've got written down. And Liverpool still aren't really playing very well. I'm getting that vibe, like I just said about West Ham supporters. The Liverpool supporters are feeling the same about Liverpool. Um, I mean, Man United hit an all-time low last week in that defeat to Bournemouth. There was no improvement against Bayern. Um, But the deciding factor in all of this, Barry, is the price. You've just hit the nail on the head. Manchester United out of 8-1 is absolutely ridiculous. So, Frank Courtney, uh, listen to this. Write it down. Mark the date. Put it on your calendar. Uh, we'll have an annual party with a cake. My pick is Manchester United, Barry, at eight to one uh, to take down Liverpool at the weekend. Um, so yeah, get some fancy prices. Double that up with Sheffield United, Baz. Uh, we'll never have to work again. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's got us to the end of ten games. Um, and we've got some fancy stuff to go, Baz. You want to lead us off with your exotics? Yes. Um... I started off by thinking the Bournemouth game. I like the Bournemouth game for goals. So I just wrote down Solanke and then didn't even look at the prices. Um, but he's a bit short. 11-8 to Solanke for an anytime goal scorer. I like that. That was my pick for a scorer. However, um, as we've talked through the games tonight, I've talked myself into an Everton scorer. Uh, Dwight McNeil, 9-2 to for an anytime goal for McNeil. He's scored in two of the last three games and he's 11-1 to for a scorer. So I like Dwight McNeil at 9-2 any time, 11-1 first scorer. Um, I wouldn't put you off Dekoury as well in that game. He's almost 3-1 to Dekoury. Um, and again, he has also scored in two of the last three for them. Um, Everton are scoring again. And surprisingly, it's not Calvert-Lewin that's getting them. He's not scored in about six or seven games now. Um, so yeah, give me give me McNeil um, at, at a good price, 9-2. My underdog's got to be Man United to beat Liverpool. Uh, so, yeah, my underdog of the week. Man United beat Liverpool at 8-1. to one. Massive value. Might not come off, but you've got to have a go at that price. Uh, and the treble for me is a team totals. Treble, I am going for Spurs, Everton and Villa team totals. Over 1.5 goals for each of them at 11-2. to two. Spurs, Everton, Villa to score two or more at 11-2. to two. OK, love all of that. Baz, um, my anytime goal scorer, I'm going to go back to my huge dog. I'm going to go back to Sheffield United. This Chelsea defence is dodgy. I thought Cameron Archer played really well last week uh, for Sheffield United. He's got goals in him. Um, 
He is 14 to 1 to score first, Baz, but 5 to 1 anytime. Uh, and I like that a lot. So I'll throw Cameron Archer. There's definitely a goal or two in this for Sheffield United. And if they score, he's the man to get them. And my parlay, um, yeah, it's the two draws, Baz. First off, it's Brentford Villa and West Ham Wolves, both to draw. Uh, that pays 12 to 1. Uh, but if you're going for the 1 1 double draw of the week, uh, 55 to 1, Barry, for the uh, double 1 1 of the week. Um, and for my dog, Manchester United, uh, double dog, Baz, uh, eight to one. Uh, I will take Man United as well. And Baz, we are done. Anything else you want to tell the people? No, I think that's it for me. Um, yeah, fairly uneventful around here. I had a night at the pantomime the other night, that was all right. No, Before no, that, you didn't. We t- <laughs> oh, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Baz, that's a quality right. gag, that. 53 well, minutes in. What a top joke that was. Well done, well, mate. Um, Thank you. We, I think we talked about this last time last year. We said the Americans probably don't know what the pantomime is, but uh, it's a bit yeah. of a Christmas uh, Do you think I did the same there. joke last year? Probably. I, I think if we uh, go back and check the stream, I reckon you probably <laughs> um, Okay, I'll see how many more years I can get it in then. In yeah, yeah, Shane Ritchie in pantomime was the... Uh, Shane the Ritchie, fucking the show. He was actually quite funny. I, quite, I enjoyed it. Um, a lot of innuendo. It was Dick Whittingham, so lots of dick jokes. Ah, a lot of dick um, jokes. Excellent. You do love taking rounds. your daughters to penis-themed comedy, don't you, Buzz? Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a I'm bit tamer than it was a bit tamer than Book of Mormon. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, funny, funny, funny. Uh, well, I've got no book work. I uh, where I'm at. So I'm, I'm I'm in the dark side tonight, Barry. I'm going to Sunderland. Uh, and then I've got the Army Reserve tomorrow. I was at the Royal Air Force last week, so I'm willing. Uh, I think a future in the military might just be for me, Baz, if it's not too late. So uh, I'll see how I get on with the Army people on Friday night. But, yeah, plenty of work. Yeah, the, uh, the only other um, thing, Malcolm, is um, we had a lot of new subscribers on um, YouTube in the last week. Um, so welcome if you have joined and you've made it this far through. You've done well. Hello. Um, I think we picked up about 150 new subscribers. A lot of them coming to us from TikTok. I'm putting in the hard hours on TikTok, getting the. Uh, you are, mate. I was on the live last night at one o'clock in the morning, still up chatting football to people. Um, there's a lot of people loving the TikTok lives at the minute, but um, it's sending people over our way, which is what it's all about. So if you have joined us, thank you. Hope you've enjoyed it. Stick around. And if you're not following me on TikTok and you fancy it, um, I've started doing just random football chat on the night time um, when I've got an hour spare and uh, particularly on a Saturday morning um, we'll put all the EFL stuff out that I fancy and recap a lot of this stuff again so um, normally half 11 on a Saturday morning is where uh, we go live on TikTok and the links are all in the profile in the link tree so I get involved Lovely Baz, thank you very much yes we do appreciate your hard work on the socials because I contribute precisely nothing when it comes to all of that Um, so there you go, happy days right, thank you everyone, Serial, Captain Sano, Pat I think he's out walking the dog now. The dog's agitated. Pat out of bed. Um, who else was here? Riley was here early doors as well. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Sunday night will be normal, I reckon. Um, the NFL watch along, and we'll pick whatever's going on. Uh, Carabao Cup quarter final week next week. Uh, maybe some other stuff as well. So uh, we'll have a look at all of that. Good luck with your bets, everyone. Thank you. Like Baz says, uh, be a friend to tell a friend. Like, rate, subscribe. All of that shenanigans. Uh, we will see you down the road. Cheers.